listening to The Thrill Train, episode number six. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about what's going on at Six Flags and what the heck is going on at Six Flags. Let's hop on board the train. Like a souped-up street racer on jet fuel, lightning rod blasts off. Iron Guazi is North America's fastest and steepest hybrid roller coaster. One of the tallest and fastest roller coasters. It then plummets. Top speed, 73 miles an hour. Universal Studios in Orlando opening up the Jurassic World Elastic Coaster. Something about 20 seconds of airtime. What does that mean? Attention all theme park enthusiasts. The Thrill Train podcast is online. Here are your hosts. John and Ryan. That is right, folks. You have tuned in to the Thrill Train podcast. You are listening live to John and Ryan in the studio. We've got some hot hits coming for you today. And unlike El Toro at Six Flags, we're actually up and running. That's right, baby. Hit us with some knowledge, Ryan. What, what do we have on the on the uh, episode for today? So today we're going to be talking about Six Flags, everybody's park that they love to hate, everybody's group of parks that they love to hate. So a little bit of backstory, guys. We had planned to go to Six Flags last weekend. At the time of this recording, it'll be this weekend, but by the time you hear this, it was going to be last weekend. I planned to go to um, Six Flags over Georgia, and then... They decided to close the park on Saturday, my only available day, so we don't get to go. So we have no idea. Honestly, guys, we don't even know what's going on at a park. We're just going to make it up, honestly. (laughs) Uh, We are completely relying on the news and some other events that we've seen on Six Flags, but if you've been paying any attention at all to theme parks, then you know that Six Flags has been going through it lately. I mean, going through it. So there is no shortage of stories to talk about, and we're just going to hit some of the top heavy hitters for you on today's podcast. So let's get it cranked up, Brian. Have you ever seen that guy at the carnivals and on Ripley's, believe it or not, you know, down in St. Augustine, the big castle, and the guy, he walks on hot coals, Yeah, and he just is burning his feet up, and no matter what he tries, he's just burning it up on hot coals. And then (laughs) I feel like Six Flags is that, but... They just stop walking. Yeah, like, we're just going to sit here and burn. <laughs> We've only got six more feet till we're back on the pavement. Let's take three steps back. All right. <laughs> they can't. And literally with Six Flags, it feels like it's one step forward, two steps back. Honestly, is what it feels like. So Every time. Every time. They just can't seem to catch a break. Um, I'm going to let you get us started here, Ryan, with our first news story. So... Uh, Six Flags Over Georgia, like I said, this weekend, they were going to um, close the park. Or they, Excuse me. They are closing the park. I wanted to do some research on why. Like, why are they closing the park? Turns out it's going to be a private event. Okay, that's not a new thing that happens at the park. But honestly, since COVID, you don't really hear of a lot of private events. You hear them kind of at Universal. Universal is kind of known for their private events. But I haven't heard of anything really big going on at Six Flags. I did a little research. Literally, we were hanging out earlier. We got back in the studio and I uh, did a little research and come to find out there is, it was rumored to be Emory night. Now Emory is a private medical college 
in Georgia, and apparently they rent out the park once a year or something like that. I'm not I'm not actually sure. A lot of people were saying it was Emory night that they rented out the park and going to let their students in there for the day on Saturday. But actually, I read in and Honda, there is a Honda plant and a lot of Honda dealerships around there. And from what I can read, don't quote me on this, Honda is renting out the park all day uh, Saturday. So it'll be happy Honda days. Happy. It's happy Honda days. They're back at it again on uh, September the 10th. So they're going to be open all day and through the night and they're going to be doing fireworks for all the Honda employees and their families. So, Hey, kudos to Honda, um, for doing that. I think that's awesome. If I work for a company and they rented out a whole theme park for my family and I to use, I think that would be, that'd be awesome. Cause let me tell you guys, uh, theme parks at night, they rock. That's, that's where it's at. Yeah. And to be honest, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of feeling a, uh, a thrill train renting out six flags event coming, not soon. <laughs> oh, oh, man, I was pumped, dude. We were packing the bags over here. I was like, oh, he's talking about next weekend. We're going to rent Hey, this if you guys out. help support this podcast, support our YouTube channel and our social media channels, if you can get us big enough, then maybe one day we'll rent out a theme park and have you guys come. That would be sick, actually. Let's I'm make that our goal. It. I'm all about Let's it. make that our goal. We're going to be big enough to rent out a theme park. That's, that's the end goal. That's what we need to do. Uh, and these smaller theme parks, because they have stuff like that at Disney. They do private events. And like I said, Universal, they have big meetups, the uh, Orlando Informer meetup. That happens every year. We need to do the Thrill Train meetup at Six Flags, man. At Wild Adventures. We having it. We're going to have a good old time. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Wild Adventures might be a little more affordable. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. They. I feel like that might be something they ever charge for, actually. Right now, we can get a slip and slide in my front yard. Hot dogs will be provided while supplies last. Bouncy House is going to be a $2 ticket. Sorry, guys. We don't make the rules. Yeah, the premium attractions. We got to charge for the the premium attractions. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Six Flags. Yeah, yeah. that's what's going on at Six Flags over Georgia. Now, we've got a couple news stories. We're going to be jumping in and out with the news and... um, and all that. But uh, anyways, this week is about Six Flags. So that's what's going on Six Flags over Georgia. Um, so, uh, yeah, you go ahead. I know El Toro, a lot of drama yeah, going on with man, that. Let's jump, let's jump to El Toro. That's probably the biggest news story about Six Flags right now. So uh, El Toro, they had an extended closure after they had an accident last year where the train actually derailed while going through the course. Uh, and what they thought had happened was there was some uh, structural issues, some bracing and stuff that that they thought they fixed, and they did. And that problem has been fixed. And so for this season, they actually got El Toro back up and running, and by all accounts, have been running pretty smooth, no issues. Well, of course, there's another accident just a couple weeks ago where there were actually, I believe, 13 people that were injured. Uh, it, none of the injuries were threatening or you know critical or anything, but. Not a good look. And so the future of El Toro is very up in the air. Six Flags put out a statement saying that they're going to, you know, inspect the ride. They're going to make any adjustments they need, they need to. And then they're going to submit it back to the state to reopen. But here's the deal. I really don't know if New Jersey's going to okay this ride to reopen. It's, it's really in their hands. And I just don't know. After two accidents back to back and then people getting injured, it's going to be a tough, tough reopen. So I don't know, Ryan. Maybe, maybe El Toro's done. So, um, tell us a little bit about El Toro. You and I talked about it um, sometime this week. El Toro wooden coaster, uh, 
copy. So it's a, d- d- it's a brief. It, yeah. Yeah, it's a prefabricated wooden roller coaster made by Intamin. There's only four of them in the world. And basically, so most wooden roller coasters, what they do is they build the whole deal right there on site. I mean, they're cutting the wood. They're, you know, getting everything ready on site. Uh, what these roller coasters did was it was really revolutionary for wooden roller coasters because they prefabricated the whole thing and they made laser cut uh, laser cuts, you know, in their shop and shipped everything out. And then you just had to put it together like a steel roller coaster. And so they were very precise. And that's why El Toro, Del Toro was known for his smoothness is there was really not the same kind of errors and the, uh, you know, margins that you get on a normal wooden roller coaster that's built. So it's interesting because I've never been on a smooth wooden coaster. I've been on a right. hybrid now, it coaster. Like, but glass smooth it wasn't you know like a steel coaster but it was still smoother than wooden roller coasters and and it had really honestly it from all accounts had aged pretty well so it's a unique concept intamin hasn't really done any more of that they only made four of them but to my knowledge now this may be incorrect but to my knowledge i think el toro is the only one that's had any issues i think but it's been interesting, though, because they're acting like these two accidents are not related, completely separate accidents. So I don't know. Yeah, I had heard that all of them, there's apparently a dip in it, which causes this issue. And that a lot of them, when I say a lot, like you said, there's only four, but um, that all of them had this issue. They could be wrong, though. I, I, I don't know. But. I mean, in this day and age, they're sitting on about $1.8 billion worth of lumber, so they ain't going <laughs> to rebuild a Woody no time soon. Um, yeah, and I, so I had heard, uh, I actually watched a video by El Toro Ryan on YouTube. Shout out That's El me, Toro man. Ryan. Right on. That's me, buddy. You found <laughs> my other channel. Not me. Um, who actually, who used to work for El, or uh, operate El Toro back in the day. But anyways, he was saying that he had heard that it was actually like a substructure issue, which is like the footers and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know. There's no telling. We're going to see if this thing reopens. I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty skeptical, but maybe it will. I don't. But here's the deal, though, is how many people are going to trust it to ride it again even if it does reopen, because we're talking about back-to-back accidents. When you hear of an accident on a roller coaster, what do you think? You think the rail fell off and the whole ride vehicle shot off into the pond and killed everyone. So it doesn't really matter what happened. Anytime there's an accident and it shuts down, people are like, I ain't riding that thing. I mean, I've been to Six Flags over Georgia and something happened and a ride closed for a week for inspection. And everybody's like, oh, come ride the whatever and i don't want to say any names i'll just i'll just use the georgia scorcher you know something like that and they say hey it just reopened yeah they had to go through some inspections i ain't riding that thing and especially when you see it on fox news cnn el toro yeah uh that's a rough one that's rough yeah so maybe it'll reopen we're gonna hope for the best on that but so that was a major hit for six flags and then They've got their new CEO, relatively new CEO, out here making crazy statements like uh, they're trying to attract less Walmart customers and more Target customers. I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, And then they also, 
you know, that the parks have become a cheap daycare for guests and that, you know, they're trying to attract basically a higher clientele. It's just crazy stuff that you just really can't say from a PR perspective. And <laughs> like they're just not with it right now. They're 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 saying some crazy stuff. So, yeah, I mean, this this got passed around. It hit all the trades and all the all the tabloids uh, a month or so ago. So, I mean, this is definitely not new news. But, yeah, in regards to Six Flags, yeah, their CEO said, you know, cheap daycare for teenagers and you and I had talked about this a little bit on another project and I had admitted to you and I still stand by this that um when I was going to Six Flags Over Georgia past couple years I've gone I, that was honest I mean that was that was true it literally had turned into a cheap daycare for teenagers people were buying their kids the platinum membership whatever the biggest pass was and all weekend, every Saturday, they were just dropping them off. They didn't feel like dealing with them. So from sunup to sundown, you had 12-year-olds running around the park. And I know they have chaperone rules. This, you can only have whatever, whatever. And honestly, guys, I don't know what it's like at every Six Flags, but the ones I've seen, they kind of follow the rules. And I don't mean as far as necessarily safety, but I mean... You're letting these kids in, 13-year-old boys running around hooting and hollering. They don't have any supervision. They're going to do what they want. So I understand where he came uh, from with that statement. But yeah, you, yeah. Still, you still should say it, man. You Just because you think it when you say it. Yeah, it's bad optics from a CEO standpoint on the way he worded it. And, you know, and I get it, though, because Six Flags is trying to maybe crack down on safety a little bit. I know there's been some serious issues on, you know, people being concerned for their safety in the park or maybe in the parking lot or whatever. And a perfect example of that is just a couple of weeks ago, there was a shooting at Six Flags Great America. And I believe three people maybe were shot. I believe it was three. Nobody died. But this was at a Six Flags park. And this was after the CEO made his comments. So... Honestly, I I don't think he said it the right way, but I don't blame him for saying it though because you've got you've got to clean it up somehow. And if people don't feel safe at your park, they're not going to come. And that's the last thing Six Flags needs right now. I mean, they they need all the revenue they can get. So, it's kind of desperate times for Six Flags. Desperate yeah. times. News article reads three people were injured in the parking lot shooting at Six Flags Great America in Chicago. Big shock there. No, I didn't mean that, man. I didn't even mean that. I'm just playing. I'm just, what am I even saying? Uh, <laughs> uh, there were no life-threatening injuries, but they say um, it was not a random attack, that it appeared to be a targeted incident, kind of like a drive-up. Some people drove up, jumped out, started shooting. E- either way, I'm not going to a theme park where somebody's going to drive by you shoot me and my kids like that ain't happening. So uh, anyways, along the lines of safety, they definitely need to clean it up. They definitely need to uh, do a little bit better. Um, going back to El Toro for just a second. We don't want this episode to be two hours long. People don't want that. Um, or do you? Maybe you do. Um, the uh, El Toro was manufactured by Intamin, but do you know who built it? I believe RMC. RMC built it. I didn't know that. I actually did a little little Google search here while you were talking about it. Um, yeah, Intamin yeah. subcontracted Rocky Mountain Construction, ye olde RMC, 
to build the ride, but it was back in uh, 2006 or 2005, actually. So, yeah, it was before they were actually building their own rides. But all you need to know is RMC has been in the business of making banging rides for a long time, yes. basically ever since they were created. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so, uh, anyways, carrying on with Six Flags, um, the park. The closest Six Flags to us is Six Flags over Georgia. So when you hear that constantly, well, now you know why. Um, as far as safety, I can't really speak on safety and how much they've improved on that. But I do know, according to their social media and their websites and stuff, they are really trying to entice more people to come to the park aside from come ride a roller coaster and eat a corn dog. Um, this uh, past couple weeks, during August and early September, they had the Brews and Bites that's some kind of thing where they bring in breweries and food trucks and stuff. And okay, that's fine. Um, Did they rip that off from wild adventures? So, so I, I honestly think the bruise and bites event, see the bruise and bites at wild adventures is like, I would say area. It's an area. Yeah. It's not an attraction. It's an area of the park. I want to say bruise and bites was here first. Okay, so, so here the reason I ask though is because I'm I'm really kind of watching Six Flags right now because the other day I saw on Twitter I would have never spotted this myself zero chance, but they put out a graphic of their like next year's events at the park yeah, yeah the yeah. different things like Halla Scream and whatever else you know the Christmas event and all that stuff and the graphic that they used was identical to the graphic that Bush Gardens used from this past year. The exact same one, event. copy and paste. So, no, for the whole thing, like for the lineup. Ooh. It was the, the lineup of the year, this coming year's events, and it was the exact same one that Bush Gardens used for last year's events. Bush and Gardens, like, Tampa, oh, or just the whole whole The group? whole chain, SeaWorld, the whole deal. So I was like, that is not a good look. So now I'm sitting here looking at Six Flags like, what else are you guys ripping off? Are they ripping off Bruising Bites? <laughs> Who knows? They I don't know. They might. Yeah, I'm looking. I was trying to find the Bush Gardens graphic. Um, I can't find it. But yeah, the graphic that's been it would be tough around. to find. Some random person on Twitter showed it to me. So. Well, there you go. You can't believe everything you read on the internet, Johnny. You know better than that. Okay. What? Were you raised in a barn? <laughs> it was... Okay. Any, anyways, <laughs> okay. so some of the events, the Bruising Bites, which has turned out to be a big scandal, actually. It could have been ripped off from Wild Adventures, according to an online <laughs> media bureau called TheThrillTrain.com. CEO Jonathan, he had something to say about it. <laughs> um, so here, with theme parks, if you're doing something at Halloween, you better be doing something at Halloween. You better be doing something for Christmas throw one or two more things in a summer thing or graduation. That's kind of the bare minimum. So when a park announces, guess what? We're doing something scary. It's Halloween. Listen, the sky's blue. Okay. You better be doing something for Halloween or you ain't a theme park. So they do have fright fest brought to you by Snickers. Um, that starts in the middle of September and goes to the end of the month. Unlike all these other places that are doing their scary stuff here in the summer, at the end of August, I'm pointing at you, uh, Universal Orlando. Universal. They're like, it's They're July. Halloween's- God, it's hot as crap out here. You know what I'd love? Yeah. Some blood and gore. 
Do y'all want to see somebody's soul get ripped out of their body and a chainsaw cut somebody's head off? That's what I want to see in April. It's, yeah, it's unbelievable. It, to me, and let me let me get on my soapbox for a second. Do it. That I'm is ready. a huge, huge money grab. And to me, it's bad taste. Universal, they keep extending out their Halloween Horror Nights to longer and longer and longer. And people keep buying the tickets, so they're just going to keep extending it out. And they're just doing it because they can get more money. And to me, that's bad taste. I don't want to see Halloween stuff in August. I don't. I really don't even want to see it at the beginning of September. Towards the end of September? Okay, let's talk, let's talk about it. Because Halloween's not till the end of October. That's Why are we celebrating saying. Halloween for over two months? Yeah, when I go You're to Walmart away the from of your August. other guests. <laughs> We're just talking over each other. Go ahead, Ryan. When I go to Walmart at the beginning of August, I see pumpkins, I get mad. You continue. Sorry. That was not it wasn't even worth saying, honestly. No, no, that's good. Uh, but no, what you're doing is at Universal, you're taking away from your other guests who are paying normal ticket prices because you closed the park early in order to get your separate ticketed event, Halloween Horror Nights, at Bingo. night. And to me, that is a huge ripoff. And they're doing it for two months, over two months. I hate that garbage. I think it's a total, total money grab on Universal's part, and it's bad taste. So if anybody from Universal ever listens to this podcast, sponsor us. I don't take it back. That's from the heart. Yeah, yeah that's what I meant. Yeah, me too, buddy. So, um, I got yeah. you back. Don't worry. You co-sign on that, Ryan? Uh, continuing on what we were talking about here. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I totally agree. Listen, my wife and I, we go to Universal. We're pass holders to it. When I'm sitting around, I'm like, hey, do you want to go uh, ride Men in Black? Or do you want to go see if the mummy's open? Oh, we can't. The park is closed at 2. It's not. It's actually, I think they closed it at 6. But, yeah, I'm not... I'm not a huge uh, huge fan of that. But honestly, dude, they're selling out. Literally, like, I don't even think you can get a hotel in September or October. Every Universal property is, like, bought up. It definitely already is for October. I think most of September is already bought out. And then they're doubling the prices of everything. So they got to build an epic universe, dude. They got to get the money. I don't care. You're just being mean is all it is, honestly. No, I'm being honest. I'm being honest. Think about this. Think about this, which this would be poor planning on your part. But say I'm Joe Blow. I've been wanting to go to Universal for a year, and I finally make it. Uh Uh-oh. It's during Halloween Horror Nights. I didn't buy a Halloween Horror Nights ticket because I don't care about, you know, selling my soul. So I have to leave the park early? That's garbage, boo. Yep. Which I mean, that would be bad planning. But but they're blocking out two months of the year. I find it interesting. We're gonna get back to Six Flags in a minute, folks. I said the episode's all about Six Flags, and it is. We just got to do a little thing right here. Uh, um, Universal makes you buy a ticket, like a daily daily admission ticket, just to go to also Halloween Horror Nights. So if you wanted to go to Halloween Horror Nights after the park closes. You still have to buy a ticket, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, that is yeah. correct. Halloween it's Horror another Nights ticket. Does not include daily admission. So your daily admission people have to leave, and if you just want to go to Halloween Horror Nights, you have to buy a hundred and some odd dollar ticket, and then another ticket on top of that to go to Halloween Horror Nights. That, that ain't it, brother. That ain't it. That is not it. You're correct. So. My wife and I, in 2020, we got to go to Six Flags to their Fright Fest, and I'm sure it was sucky, like, they was not what they intended. They just threw the decorations out, but we loved it. It was cool in the evening. They didn't even open the park until 4 p.m., which was clutch. Um, we got to walk around. They had the smoke machines. They had um, 
to some music playing. It was great. Now, they didn't have the scary stuff out, but anyways, we say all that to say uh, Six Flags Fright Fest going to be going on September 17th through the 31st, and that's Six Flags over Georgia. I can't speak to all of the Six Flags, but you know every Six Flags bar is going to have Halloween. Maybe not Six Flags Amish country, because the Amish don't really get down with pagan holidays. <laughs> I can say that because ain't no Amish person listening to our podcast. Let's just be honest. Zero chance. Jedediah, did you hear what they said on the podcast? <laughs> Veterans Weekend is going to be in November. It's only going to be November 12th and 13th. It's Veterans Weekend, not Veterans Week. Um, so that's something. I don't know. I guess veterans get in at a discount, hopefully, maybe free. Not sure. Didn't do the research. Um, November 19th until January 1st, all the way until January 1st, 2023. They're going to have holiday in the park. And I can just imagine what they're doing. You're probably going to have Sandy and you're probably going to have some sleigh bells and some fake snow. They're going to be ringing. I can tell you that. Sleigh bells ringing. Sleigh bells are ringing. And uh, the big news out of Six Flags that you're talking about the graphic is their events for next year. So, okay, they got some decent events. Veterans Weekend sounds pretty cool. Uh, They have some new events coming up uh, next year, and they added a lot of different stuff. Three new ones got added, and we're going to be talking about those in just a few minutes. And again, this is for Six Flags over Georgia. We want to look at some different parks. Uh, but if you're wondering, is Six Flags about to just close up shop? Well, apparently not through 2023. They added uh, to some new events. So we're going to go into a quick break, and when we come back more on Six Flags, what's going on and what the heck is going on? We'll be right back. Now, the news of the week from thethrilltrain.com. Time now for the news of the week. Johnny, hit us with the news. Well, up in Busch Gardens, Williamsburg, they just announced a new ride coming in 2023. It is the Dark Coaster. Now, this is actually a replacement ride. They used to have a dark ride in this same building, but they kind of had a play on the name and they call it Dark Coaster. And it is going to be a family-friendly thrill ride. It actually looks pretty cool. It's completely indoors. Uh, There are four launches. There's over 2,400 feet of track. The max speed is only 36 miles an hour, so it's not going to be extremely fast. But it looks like it's going to have some theming, and it's going to be a fun ride for everybody. So it is actually the first all-indoor straddle coaster in the world. So that's a cool thing that they can say. But it is coming in 2023, a new ride, Dark Coaster, coming to Busch Gardens, Williamsburg. Coming out of Atlanta, if you're a fan of the Netflix special Stranger Things, they have Stranger Things The Experience, like I said, coming to Atlanta. It's going to be in November of this year. Stranger Things The Experience is an immersive experience in Atlanta based on the iconic Netflix show be the hero of your own Stranger Things story and unlock your power as you journey through Hawkins Lab alongside your favorite characters so it's a walkthrough it's a fun thing to do I'm sure it's going to be packed out if you want to do it uh, you need to get your tickets Um, they've got them available online again just google Stranger Things the experience maybe throw in the word Atlanta enjoy 80s style medley of uh, locations and fan favorite moments with merchandise food and drinks and photo ops 
interactive performers, surprises, all the stuff. It's uh, presented by Netflix. The ticket prices, I think they're sold out all the way through October. November has limited availability, and December has good availability, what they're calling that. November, I'm seeing here a weekend in November. December is available on a Saturday for 72 bucks per person. Youth, 54 bucks, And like I said, uh, VIP adults, 119 per person. So sounds like fun. Not really a thrilling ride, but I bet a thrilling experience knowing uh, what I've seen on the show. So that's the news of the week, and uh, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Thrill Train Podcast. Here are your hosts, John and Ryan. Welcome back to the show. It is the Thrill Train Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to theme parks and entertainment nominated for an Academy Award. I've got Jonathan. Wait a minute. Hang on. That's an Alchemy Award. It's a typo. I've got Jonathan oh. on the other mic. Go ahead, Jonathan. Tell them what's going on out there in the world and and uh, all the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we actually have been a, a nominated for an Academy Award. Scratch what Ryan said. You, you do the research. You go ahead and Google that. We're breaking records out here on our podcast. We're happy yeah. to have you. Yeah, we sure. hope you're enjoying this episode. Um, whoever you may be, wherever you may be listening, we're glad you're here. So we're talking about Six Flags today, and we have already hit some of their big stories, and we're just kind of reviewing what in the heck is going on with this place. They have been all over the place. Crazy comments from the CEO, rides breaking down, shootings in the parking lot. Man, it's looking crazy for Six Flags. But here's the deal. They're still alive, and we're going to be talking about some of the stuff they've got coming up and maybe what some of their future rides and attractions are that they're kind of planning, kind of what their goals are going forward. So let's get it cranked up, Ryan. Here we go. Let's get it cranked up. So uh, I like Six Flags. Honestly, guys, Six Flags over Georgia. I've, I've gone since I was a kid. They really do have some uh, some fun rides. They've got dark rides. They've got a lot of thrilling rides. And ever since the 80s, I want to say, Six Flags Over Georgia has known uh, for being a titan. I use... Hang on. Sorry, I had a, had a random ad plan. I don't know if you could hear it. <laughs> I had a random ad plan, and some lady was like, if you want to increase your business, I'm like, hold up. Tell me how I can increase my business, lady. Go ahead. <laughs> Can you increase our podcast listeners? Get it crank. Uh, anyway, sorry about that, guys. Um, Six Flags has been known for being a legendary source of great, thrilling rides. Uh, Six Flags Over Georgia. And all their parks really do have some character, but they do have some some sketchy things going on. So uh, I, whenever you hear us bashing Six Flags, not really bashing Six Flags, we're pointing out some stuff. We're giving them some constructive criticism because we, we hope they turn it around. We love theme parks. We want to want to see them do good. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I would love for Six Flags to turn this thing around and become really the kind of powerhouse that they should be. There is no larger theme park chain in North America than Six Flags. So, of course, I want them to succeed. I want them to be the greatest possible. So it just is kind of really disappointing and just discouraging when you see them struggling like they are. So hopefully they can turn this thing around. But here's the deal. Their current CEO, his strategy moving forward, I've seen some comments online saying that he's 
he's kind of done building big rides. I think I think they're they're moving away from building big rides, and that is not music to my ears. I don't I don't know I don't know if that's the best strategy or not, and maybe that's fake. I have no idea. I've I've seen it online though, and I hope it's not true. Oh, that sucks. We want the big rise. We want the thrilling rise. I mean, let's just pause. Can we pause? We said it's all going to be about Six Flags. We went over to Universal for a minute. In the news, we talked about Bush Gardens. I want to just go back to that just for a second because you've got Six Flags saying, oh, we're probably just going to be wheeling in some food trucks and maybe we'll bring in a couple flat rides. It ain't working for Wild Adventures. I mean, it's working as a niche or a niche, whatever you want to call it. There's some smaller parks. I know uh, Alabama Adventure, and there's a couple different parks. There's smaller family parks. But Six Flags, while it is a family park, it's not necessarily designed to be a family park in regards to kitty stuff everywhere. I mean, they're yeah. known for being the giants, and here you got Bush Gardens over here. They are building a family dark coaster called the Dark Coaster. But it looks very thrilling, Looks kind of expensive, honestly. Yeah. And oh, yeah. They're they're keeping it cranked up. They're keeping it locked. They're keeping it locked. And here's a perfect example to me. Fun Spot. Fun Spot. Boom. So perfect example. You got Fun Spot Orlando, Fun Spot Kissimmee, and then just a few years ago, they purchased a small park in Atlanta, and now it's called Fun Spot Atlanta. So basically, these Fun Spot parks, they have mostly small flat rides and, you know, little stuff, but... You know, they actually several years back decided, hey, we're going to try to crank this up and get our attendance increased. So they started putting in some smaller roller coasters. And so now down in Florida, they've got Mind Blower, which is actually a, a really legit wooden roller coaster. They've got like a Vacoma family suspended coaster at one of their parks. And then this past year, they announced, hey, we're going to open up this mega RMC called Airy Force One at Fun Spot Atlanta. This humongous ride that looks like it just does not belong in this tiny little park, Fun Spot Atlanta. I mean, it looks like it's so out of place, but guess what? It got the people talking and people are pumped up to get to the park to ride this. I know I'm going to go. I'm going to be there. So to me, it's like, would I rather, you know, see a park announce, well, we got Winnie Hutt Jr. coming, or do I want him to be like, hey, we got this groundbreaking mega coaster coming. Of course. That's what everybody gets talking about. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. So, Six Flags needs to correct that little strategy. Some theme parks who want to cater to families, they all for some reason think that people with families and people with kids don't like thrilling rides. And I get it. You don't want to take your three-year-old on the Velocicoaster. You know, you ain't taking them on the Hulk. But also, keep in mind, people with families have kids 13 years old. And I'm going to speak from experience. I took uh, my family to Universal one weekend of six months ago, and I've got some nephews and nieces and nephews. They range from five, six years old all the way up to 14, 15, 16 years old. And let me tell you something. Parks are going to look at that family and say, oh, their family, the adults maybe want to ride some stuff. All those kids, they want to go on some easy stuff. Let me tell you, every one of them boys, 12, 13, 14, they wanted the Velocicoaster. They wanted the Giant. They wanted the Speed. They wanted Hagrid's, Hulk, anything you can throw at them. So when Six Flags says, 
ah, we're not going to build big stuff because we got families and not everybody wants to ride the stuff. I haven't taken those nieces and nephews to Six Flags yet, but I guarantee you if I did, if I felt safe enough to and took them there, they want to ride the, the Goliath. They want to ride the Georgia Scorcher. They want to ride all the big stuff, the Twisted Cyclone. They would kill to go on the Twisted Cyclone. So thinking you're going to just... Uh, let's take it easy. Uh, probably no. You know what? You know what they say, Ryan. Scared money don't make money. Gosh, <laughs> they talking all. I can always count on you to roll out a good, uh, good old family adage on us. <laughs> Ye old adage. And Ye I'm, old adage. I'm probably going to say don't that. Make money. I'm probably going to say that for the next two weeks. It's at, at you probably. You're going to say some of it. Yeah. Well, you know, John. Uh, scared money don't make money. So. That's what they say on the streets. Uh, looking at some of the events, I went through some of the Six Flags parks. I didn't go to all of them, so if I didn't bring up your Six Flags park, we ain't got time. This ain't a three-hour podcast. I'm just giving you an example of some stuff going on. Going back to the old Six Flags over Georgia, they announced their lineup for next year. Uh, obviously, they got Fright Fest for 2023. They got the Bruise and Bites they're bringing back. Um some Please. new ones new ones they brought in is National Coaster Day on October 16th. And when I saw this graphic posted, every comment said, uh, what is National Coaster Day? And that sounds awesome. So it's a one-day event. I don't know if they're giving people flash passes to go to the front of the lines at all the big coasters. I have no idea what it is. Yeah, for a low, low price. Yeah, yeah low, low price. I don't know what it entails, guys. They haven't really released any info on it other than it's happening. So maybe something to look forward to. They have something called Six Flags Kids Fest happening in July. Okay. They have Coaster Fest. Maybe I said all that about Coaster Day. I think it was about Coaster Fest, honestly. Um, it's a whole, uh, it's a weekday, June the 12th through the 16th, Coaster Fest. So I don't know what that entails, but it looks cool. Yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. Hey, kudos to them for getting creative with it. And for all I know, they could have been doing this already. So I apologize if they have. But Coaster Fest sounds like it's something creative. And they're trying to get, you know, maybe some coaster enthusiasts involved. So kudos to Six Flags for, you know, getting some different events out there. Trying to create it a little hype, get a little something going. Um, you got to try something. So you can't blame them for, for giving it a shot. Yeah. Coaster Fest, it's new, actually. It's got the little new icon next to it. Ah, there you um, go. So, yeah, it's new. Uh, Spirits of Swing, that's going to be April the 29th through May the 7th. No idea what that is. Do you know? Surely you've got some <laughs> I insight. I have no idea what Spirits of Swing is. The first thing I thought was the Sultans of Swing, the song. Oh, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. And I knew you were about to say something like, oh, yeah, man, well, that, that's, a, that's a coaster thrill classic right there. They've been doing that for years, and you don't know about it. You're crazy. No, I have no idea what it is. Maybe they'll be playing the Sultans of Swing while you're there, which is a rock classic, by the way. So shout out to the Dire Straits. Six Flags Great Adventure, looking at some of the lineups they have for next year. I know we're only halfway through this year, but next year uh, we just need to flatten the curve a little bit more, guys. The curve is almost flattened. <laughs> we got to get it back going, the supply chain, all that stuff. Viva La Fiesta. Don't know what that is. Sounds a little <laughs> South American. I can get down with it. Saturday and Sundays, uh, May the 6th through the 21st. Food and brew, not to be confused with brews and bites. 
food and brew because things have to rhyme. You have to make a pun because that's marketing. That's going to be in June. Um, some other stuff they've got going on. They've got Oktoberfest, which is new. That's going to be going on September, the beginning of September until October next year. They already have Thrillathon, Summer Vibes. They also have National Coaster Day. They've got uh, Fright Fest, Six Flags Grape Adventure. Don't know what that is. We're not from that area. <laughs> Sounds cool. Let's. Is that like a, a wine tasting event or something? I, I guess so. That's what I want, a big old glass of wine at a theme park. Right when I get uh, off a roller coaster and eat a nasty boneless wings and french fries meal in the hot sun. Mm. Uh, dude, there's, there's something about theme parks. When you're hot and sweaty and everybody else is too, and the sun is beating down on you, and it just kind of stinks. Let's be honest. It just stinks. That is is rough theme parks were made for the cold i mean when is when it's cold outside that is peak theme park temperature yeah i have a new segment i have a new segment we're going to add to the very end of the show i'm going to bring that up later on it has something to do with that so keep keep on that train of thought six flags magic mountain some new events they've got going on this year lunar new year i think it's something to do asian I, I'm I, honestly, guys, I have no idea. It looks like some, some sort of Asian lantern and Asian font. I could get down with it. Sounds cool. Um, they've got Mardi Gras going on in the spring. I know that a lot of parks are making food fest out of Mardi Gras. They're bringing in the Cajun food. They're about to steal my idea with Cajun country. Can you believe that? I cannot believe that. But if they do, that's fine. Let's just get some credit for it. Cajun country. We want half the royalties, but we want none of the risk. You can take it. Uh, beginning of May, they have Cinco de Mayo celebration. Now, why is that at Magic Mountain? And that ain't down here, Six Flags Over Georgia. Yeah, they should make that company wide. I would crank that up. Do it all of May. Do 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 the end of April and all of May, Six Flags Cinco de Mayo. I would definitely go to that. Um, March, they have St. Patrick's Day. Again, they've got Coaster Fest. Celebrate America coming in July. You're telling me California has got Celebrate America, but Georgia ain't? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, what is Georgia doing, man? Let's Okay, okay. Let, let's be honest. Six Flags Over Georgia needs to step their game up for reasons I just mentioned. Uh, you got Fun Spot Atlanta right down the road that, although it's still a small park, is stepping their game up. And I want Six Flags Over Georgia to respond. Hey, Build something that's going to get the people excited. Give the people what they want and get us a ride out there. Get us uh, some a crazy events. Let's get a Celebrate America event. Come on. My wife and I and my brother-in-law and my sister, we all went to Six Flags probably a month ago. So even though I didn't get to go this weekend, I have been to Six Flags over Georgia within the past month, maybe two months. So I can give you a little bit of an update. And that is... You know I'm going to be harping on the food. So the food is not bad. And I get staffing issues at parks. You're lucky to get anyone to show up to do anything at any business, honestly. You know, so it's not just theme parks, but specifically in the heat and everything, it's tough to get everybody to show up. But when I see things like Cinco de Mayo Fest and, and, and other fests. I don't know what their food options are, but I do go to other theme parks and I see their food options and I know they're fresh and awesome and I'm not going to slam Six Flags for their food, but honestly, I've never been impressed. 
even yeah. just just going into the the little restaurants they've got they've they've got some kind of um I guess it's JB's Smokehouse or something like that, named after some guy who's pretty well known in the park. Okay, cool. They got cheeseburgers. I'm I'm not eating a pulled pork barbecue sandwich at a theme park. It's just something about it. I'm like, I don't know. It just seems like mushy. Yeah, you're right, though. I mean, like when I go to other parks and I see the food, there's something about it where I'm like, well, that looks, that looks good or whatever. And I just... I'm not sure how they earned it. Maybe it's because all the food I've ever had from Six Flags is not great. But even if it looks good, I just assume as Six Flags, I just assume that it's mediocre at best. I think I, I, somehow they have earned that reputation for me in my mind. And I don't know how or why, but I just, they need to change my mind. They need to change everybody's mind. At, I'm, I'm just looking at some of the pictures of some of the food. I've got Six Flags Magic Mountain already pulled up um, at uh, ASO Clubs, one of their barbecue restaurants located over near Metropolis or in Metropolis. I mean, it looks fine. It was okay. Yeah, it's like burgers and pizza probably. Yeah, at Big Big Belly Burger, they've got a Metropolis, <laughs> Metropolis Burger. <laughs> the Chicken Coop. Oh, you haven't heard the restaurant, so you don't even know. Yeah, the chicken coop, they got a uh, hand-battered chicken sandwich, which looks like it came out the freezer, which is fine. It may be, it may be good. I don't know. It may be fine. Uh, at Chop 6, not Chopsticks, Chop 6, it looks like they've got some kind of wok-fired chicken noodle teriyaki something. Again, not going to go too far deep into all this. The food is fine. But if you got the food lit, even if you got to charge 50 cent to a dollar more, theme park food is already too expensive as it is. <laughs> so if you kicked it another dollar and doubled the quality, okay, that that's fine. I yeah. want some good tacos. Man, we went to Wild Adventures. Here we are back on another park, Wild Adventures. The food was incredible. Fresh made tacos, fresh cut fruit drinks, all kinds of stuff. But uh, last time I went to Six Flags, my sister and brother-in-law got some boneless wings and split it. And I guess they were fine, but they were like 14 bucks. So, yeah. yeah. And here's the deal. Attraction. Like, I, it is an attraction. And I know this is an extreme example, but like we've been to the Food and Wine Fest at Epcot. Now, obviously, Epcot's going to do it up big. Like, you can't compare Six Flags to Epcot. That's just not a fair example. It's a completely different league. But my point is, we went to this thing, and one, the food was incredible. But two, I was willing to pay for it because it was good. It was an experience. It was an attraction, like you just said. So, you're not, Six Flags is not going to have food as good as Epcot, and I don't expect that. But if you make it where it's like, well, that looks really good. And you buy it and you enjoy it and you're like, hey, that was worth the money. Then that just increases your happiness. It increases your overall satisfaction with the park. And I feel like Six Flags is just really missing that right now. They're missing that mark. I think so, too. I think when I eat food in Six Flags Park, again, it's fine. But I feel like I'm just eating because I'm hungry. Now, I guess in the back of my mind, if I just eat when I'm hungry, I would probably not weigh as much as I do. So maybe Six Flags (laughs) is the new diet plan. (laughs) 
Maybe so. I just had a realization live on the air. You heard it here first, folks. If you only eat when you're hungry and you only eat because you're hungry, that's it. Consult your doctor before you do what we tell you to do. Actually, don't do what we tell you to do. Yeah, you actually made a good statement earlier today. You said the queen, which, by the way, rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. Rest in Um, peace. Rest in peace. But you made a statement that her one of her ex-chefs said that she ate to live, did not live to eat. Yes, the queen eats to live. She does not live to eat. And let me tell you something, boy. I live to eat. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. Oh, so that's it. Very good. That's that's the end of the show. Um, Any more to add on Six Flags? No, just I hope that they improve. I hope they start improving. It doesn't look like they will just based off of the current trajectory and the comments that their CEO is making. But we want to see the park improve and succeed and grow. I mean, I want to see these places do well. So hopefully they turn it around and we get to see some good stuff coming our way in the near future. So that's going to wrap up the show. Before we end, I want to add a new segment because we don't already have enough to do each episode and each day running the thrill train.com. Go check it out. New segment of the show yet to be named. I'm going to let you name it. I thought about a hot take. Just, just where we throw out a hot take of something we're thinking. Here's the hot take of the day. I'll do one. You can do one. We'll both do one. Neither of us do one, whatever. Here's my hot take of the day. I would buy a premium pass at a park. If instead of offering early park admission, they offered late park admission. Mm, That is good. I don't want to go to a theme park out of town, not where I live, because people who live in Orlando typically don't go to Disney. They're tired of it. They don't want to do it. They want to go to Publix and go home. So if I'm going to travel if I've got to fly, if I've got to do whatever I got to do to get there, I don't want to wake up another hour early. It's already it's already heck trying to get up, get your kids up, get put your shoes on, quit biting, all of that. I'd rather pay extra to stay at the park an hour later and get there whenever I wanted to. That's my hot take of the day. I'm just saying. Okay, yep. I've got one that I've actually just been stewing on for years now, and I'm just going to say it. Crank it up particularly at Disney parks. I like Disney better without fast pass, any fast pass paid Disney genie plus whatever free Disney or free fast pass. Doesn't matter. I like it better without it. There was a brief period of time where they quit doing any fast pass before they released the genie plus, And it was so much better. Everybody just had to wait at the same time. And to be honest with you, wait times were lower than ever. But the, Money in the bank account was not as high as it is right now. $15 a ride. It's like you're at a carnival. You got to pay to get on each ride. After you've already paid $120 to get in the park. Like that's just outrageous to me. But it also makes the general line just move so slow because all these people are skipping in front of you because they paid their $15. I hate that junk. I just wish everybody would just wait in the line. No fast pass. So when we make Cajun country, when we get the money, and if you don't know what we're talking about, Cajun country, that's last week's episode, episode five, where we talked about getting 1% of Jeff Bezos' income to build a theme park or an attraction. When we build Cajun country down in the south, that late park admission, no early park admission, 
kick everybody out unless they got a premier pass and no fast pass. That's your ideal park. No fast pass. That's exactly right. Late parking mission, no fast pass. And you've got a perfect park, my friends. There you go. Well, you've got a perfect podcast right here on The Thrill Train. Check us out on YouTube, all the socials. You know where to find us at Thrill Train, The Thrill Train, or TheThrillTrain.com. Say that three times fast, and we'll see you next week on The The Thrill Train. We'll see you guys later. Thank you for listening to The Thrill Train Podcast. You can find links to any of our citations or information about this episode in the show notes. Until next time, keep it locked.